So the session that we're going to talk about today, or the topic, I guess, is around fear. Um, and it is something, it, it came up because last week I was chatting with somebody who was saying, well, I've been looking at your Reiki 3, um, but then when I send out the email to say, welcome to Reiki 3, I also put in the blurb that it will change your life. And it does, right? So I often say you won't recognize your right your life one year from now because there's so many uh, shifts and changes that happen. And often when people go into the higher levels of Reiki, and for some of you, you might have noticed this much earlier on, you know, even the commitment to start your Reiki journey, there is a feeling that there is a door opening and there is this feeling that you don't know where it's going. So you open the door almost into the unknown and then you step through. Now, for some of us, that doesn't really happen at Reiki 1 because you step through and you you use Reiki for self-healing, you for aches and pains to help loved ones, things like this. It's very gentle. And all that you really notice is a very gentle unfolding process. And then it's only as you get to the higher levels that you start to realize that it's challenging some real um, life choices. Now, what tends to happen around now is we get this fear that comes up. One, that we don't know what that's going to mean for us. Does that mean I need to give up my job? Does that mean I have to give up my relationship? Does that mean I need to move? Does that mean, you know, there's so many things that it could mean. And obviously, if you're quite settled in a life, no matter how um, discontent, it's a funny thing, isn't it? We could be very discontent with the life that we've got, but at least it's the life we know. So we tend to um, resist. Now, the thing that I want to talk about is what part of us is resisting because it can feel it's us and it can feel like there's a very strong part of us that's saying, no, 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 this is dangerous and don't get involved with this and you don't know what's going to happen and something really dramatic is going to happen or something that you really care about is going to be lost. Now, this is this is really the, the crux of it and it freezes us, either freezes us or makes us go backwards. So I'm sure many of you have had this experience where you're pushing forward with your Reiki healing or your meditation or whatever it is your spiritual journey is. You start to feel the fear rumbling up and then you stop. And that happens with a lot of people, like they stop their Reiki practice when they need it most. It's this really ironic thing, right? It's kind of like you're, you're going through a really big shift uh, and it's the time where you think you should be using Reiki the most or your meditation practice or whatever it is. And it's like you stop everything. Now, I'm not saying it, it means you're in fear. Maybe, maybe not. But certainly my experience when I come out of it the other end and I start going back to my practice, I realize when I look back that those that moment where I was going through the big shift, there was a huge amount of fear around the prospect. And then it's almost like, as I started to see, okay, this is unfolding in a certain way that actually I'm managing. It's okay. Then my practice started coming back in. Cause I was like, Oh, there's nothing to be scared of. There's nothing to be fearful of. Oh, I can get back to my practice. <laughs> it's really weird. Right? So it's to consider, it's to consider whether or not the, the fear that comes up, if it does come up for you, is actually connected to a fear of loss. Now, if there is a fear of loss, like let's say you get to a certain point 
um, and I had this, I, I tell this story quite a lot, actually. I did have many years ago, a gentleman that came to Reiki one and didn't come back. So he didn't complete the course. And, and it happens from time to time, not, not a lot, but it does happen from time to time. And he contacted me later, about a week later, he sent me an email to say, I'm so sorry, I didn't come back for the rest of the class. But I realized he was a very devout uh, Christian. And so his whole life was around his community. And within him, there was a deep fear that when he really went into the Reiki journey, he would have to give up his Christian community. So for him, that was like I, he would have to give up everything to move into the, the Reiki journey. Now, personally, I actually don't know that that's true, but it was his fear. So that's the main thing. And so that backed him off. And it meant that he didn't, in that moment, complete the Reiki journey. Now, I don't know whether he went on, found a bit more balance around it and did it later. I, I really don't know. But essentially, in that moment, the fear stopped him. So there was, on the one hand, there was a movement or yearning or you might call desire, like there's a movement in you to go in a certain direction, like a certain there's a certain truth within you that feels this is this is the right thing this is the right direction and then there's that kind of egoic fear body that is like no 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 this is this is going to change things and you don't know how it's going to change and it's probably going to be bad right and so that puts on the brakes and we start to to move backwards so the job as we start to work with this because that fear doesn't necessarily go away so the, the job is really to experiment. And this is, to me, the whole spiritual journey is about trial and error. And you we approach it with a very logical, experimental, scientific methodology. Uh, because if we don't, and, and we just go into the emotional body, then everything is like drama, 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 right? So the scientific body of that is to, one, you could look, backwards. And you could say, okay, when I was fearful in the past, what actually happened? And when you get to the point whereby you open the door and you're stepping into that nothingness or that you're not sure about what you're stepping into, just check in and notice your, your thinking process, like what's actually happening. There's a lot of fear, maybe there's a lot of, and what is that fear? What are you fearful of? And that fear, like often if you have a fear, oh, I'm going to have to give up my community or I have to, have to give up my relationship or I have to give up my job. All of this stuff is based on an ideal or an idealization of what you think the next step is going to hold, right? So it's kind of like, and it might be even a sentence that I write, which is your life will never be the same again. And then you put a whole bunch of stuff in that. Now that, when I say a statement like that, it doesn't mean that you're going to have to give up your job and your, your children and your things. It doesn't mean any of that, right? But we put all of that. So anything that we feel uncomfortable with, so anything that we feel I'm dissatisfied with this, we automatically assume that in order to get past it, be more satisfied with it, we have to give it up. Now, that may or may not be true. And definitely in my experience, when you get to the point where it's time to let go of something big, 
it seems an incredibly logical thing to do. So it's not like you're being wrenched through life in a way that you feel very traumatic. I mean, some of it is challenging and traumatic. Of course, we go through grief when we let go. We go through a whole bunch of um, acknowledgements and things like that. So I'm not saying it's not difficult, but the fear itself of being somehow traumatized by the letting go, that is what I'm saying is not accurate. So it might be like, let's say you're being bullied at work and then you're like, okay, I really need to let this go. And then there's a fear. There's a fear of letting that go because better to be bullied at work and have a job than to have no job, be homeless. You know, the way the mind goes, right? We go right to the worst case scenario. And what I'm saying is the fear that letting go of something and it's going to get worse is what is not correct, right? Now, obviously, when, when if, when you let go of that job, there is going to be a vacuum where maybe you don't have another job. Maybe it isn't clear what you're going to do. Maybe, you know, all these things. But that space, or in my experience, what that space create, creates is an opportunity to heal all of the bullying from the job or whatever it is that you are letting go of. So it's the, the vacuum or the space that is created by the unknowingness before the next stage comes in is a very deliberate space for us to do our healing so that we're not carrying all that trauma into the future. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. So it's, it, we, it's a very, it's a very deliberate thing. The, the vacuum is not, oh my God, how do I fill it? The vacuum is like, oh, okay, now I do my healing from the past the thing that I needed to let go of, I heal that. I deal with all any all trauma that comes with that. I settle that, and then the next thing comes in. And as you really inquire and look at this, you'll see this is the actual process that happens. So we are always given the right amount of space for healing. Should we take it? Now, for many of us, myself included, you'll get into the vacuum, you'll panic, and then you'll grab. You grab the next job, you grab this, you grab that, and then you delay the healing. So then you take it all on and then you're wondering why you still, oh my God, this isn't working either. And you create a lot of chaos. So often when you're given the space just to be, there is a real gift in that. And it's just to, to know that that's there for a reason, right? You don't have to fill it with more stuff. You just need to figure out, okay, is this what I need to do healing? Because as soon as the healing's done and there's space for the next thing, the next thing will come. It's inevitable. It's, it's, that's nature. That's what happens. So it's just to really trust that process. So a lot of it is about trusting your process as well in this whole thing. Okay. I don't know if that's made sense to anyone, hopefully. Um, anyone got any comments before we jump into the meditation? Um it's so funny what you're saying because I've actually just uh, finished teaching. That's it. I'm not going back to the school. So I am literally in the void right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, congratulations. After 30 plus years of being a primary teacher, I'm not a primary teacher anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is a huge. Okay. So that's a huge letting go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. And, oh my God, what funny timing, hey? I know, it was perfect timing. It was just how weird. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, yeah. 
Well, it, it's interesting as well that this is coming up. I mean, I do wonder about this 777, right? It's like, oh, there's a lot of things going on. Um, yeah, so I that this is the perfect time for you to hear this. So just really be with the spaces there for a reason. That's that's I guess the big message is that the it's like when we feel that fear is because we don't trust that you know we we think as a as a personality as an ego we have to grab in order to get but actually if you just let go and drop into it you'll see that everything we need is actually provided for us it's it's like this magical thing and so then you use the space and when you've when you're done then the next thing will just literally drop in it has to it's almost like that's just the factual thing that's the truth yeah. I'll keep dated and let you know what happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Any other comments from anyone? Okay. So we're going to drop into the healing and the meditation. And the way we start is we start off with just experimenting with our own self attunement. And this is something that for those of you who've been with these calls a while, you know, we've been playing around with this for a while. And it's this idea that, Reiki is available just on request. So we don't have to go and get an attunement from anybody else. We can actually just provide our own attunement. And it's not even us. So the, another way to look at it is it's not really us providing the attunement. It's Reiki providing the attunement without the middleman. It's almost like Reiki itself has, has this capacity. Perhaps it's always had this capacity. Who knows? Um, but it's something to experiment with because once we start to be really confident in our own ability to pull in Reiki whenever we want, to balance ourselves whenever we want with the attunement, uh, we can continue to clear and grow and really work with Reiki on a very intimate basis rather than just through the hands, actually have it coming through our entire being. So this is what these meditations are really for, is for you to to experience that yourself and see if it's true for you. So we start off, we put our hands in Gasho and you're just bringing it into your heart center, uh, closing your eyes, taking a couple of nice deep breaths and just starting to bring your attention into the breathing itself. Every exhale, you relax. And if your feet are on the floor, you're just starting to connect in with the feet so that they are nice and solid on the ground. And then very gently bringing your attention up into the crown, the top of the head, imagining a thousand petaled lotus opening. And as you open it or imagine it to be opening, you simply ask for Reiki to flow through the top of the crown, to be available, to tune you in, to provide an attunement all the way down through your system. You just imagine the Reiki pouring in through the crown into the heart center, breathing it in. And every time you exhale, you imagine the Reiki going from the heart center all the way down into the hands. 
And you might even play with, imagine it going all the way through the body. So you inhale through the crown into the heart center. You exhale through all the cells of the body, even out into the aura, down into the feet. Just playing around with it, seeing how it feels. And then whenever you're ready, bringing your hands into your lap and having your palms connected somewhere on the body. So it could be on your thighs, or you could have your hands on your belly, on an ache and pain, whatever feels right, doesn't matter. Connecting in with the hands for a moment. Noticing the sensations. Noticing the Reiki in the body. And then just scanning the body from the top of the head, relaxing around the face, the eyes, the cheeks, into the jaw, using the exhale of the breath to relax a little deeper. All the way into the shoulders, down the arms, hands, fingers. Into the chest, the belly, relaxing all the muscles around the abdomen, nice and soft. All the way down into the hips, the legs, into the knees. All the way down the calves, ankles, feet, toes. Imagining your energy through the soles of the feet, like two channels going down through the floor into the ground, anchoring you. Taking a moment to see if you can feel Mother Earth, that you're nice and solid, grounded, settled, supported. We're going to play around with this idea of opening into the unknown. Imagine in front of you a door. And that door could be signifying anything, something perhaps you're looking at as a next stage. Perhaps you are in a space of in-betweenness already. Perhaps it's something you intuit might be coming. Or just playing around. If there's nothing really going on at the moment, you're just playing around with the symbolic door into trusting, trusting life's unfolding. You might notice the color, the size, what the door is made of. You allow it to open. And on the other side, it's just a, a white light. A certain nothingness, perhaps even dark or a certain color, doesn't matter. Just allow yourself to step in. You're not looking for anything. 
we're practicing the art of not looking, just feeling. So allowing yourself to be surrounded by perhaps a feeling of a mist or a blankness. And it might well be white, might be black, might be a color. But seeing if you can just have it be blank, no images, no thoughts. You're just open as if not so much waiting, but just trusting whatever needs to come up will come up. Whatever needs to release, will release. Your job is simply to stay, not be distracted, not run away, not try and grab at the next thing or plan. Really rest as if you're on holiday, nothing to do. Nothing to worry about. This space is a gift. And even if you're not in a space, if you feel overwhelmed or busy, too busy, just allowing that. No need to push it away. No need to figure anything out. Just the willingness to be totally present. And seeing if you can feel the aliveness of this energy, whether you are in a blank space or whether your mind is busy with all the doings. It's noticing the aliveness when you simply rest. And you might notice this in your body, sensations. You might notice the breath. the sounds around you. Just allowing the Reiki to do its work in you, through you, around you. Constantly balancing, harmonizing, healing. 
And notice the more you surrender and relax, the more the energy can work. The more porous you become, the more open. The more aligned with your flow. And if you can imagine this blankness, this whiteness or darkness or color, where you can be completely still, also notice the fullness. It's not empty. There is still meaning, purpose. With every breath, you just relax deeper into it, surrendering, allowing. Seeing if you can keep your mind idle, thoughts can come and go. Just noticing, keeping them neutral, noticing when they want to pull you away. Notice that part of you that is completely steady, stable, knowing, relaxed. And if you notice any other quality in this energy, just breathing it in, perhaps you might label it as hopeful, optimistic, grateful, loving, supportive, trusting, seeing what's there. Breathing it in.
very gently, just noticing in the room where you sit, bringing your attention back into your environment now. That same quality of energy. You don't have to imagine the door or the space. It's right here with us in the room. The air in our body, in our mind. even in the sounds we hear. Starting to deepen your breath. Inviting healing throughout the whole body. There's any parts of the body that want to stretch or sway or move, allowing it to release any energy that might be a bit stuck very gently. Giving your fingers a little squeeze. Wiggling your toes. Raising your arms above your head. And giving a little shake all the way down the spine. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes.